one thing that I find is a tradition in general, before I get into what Sevens Day is, uh, there's a tradition for people in the city or in and around Manhattan that they would, on the the day of the year that represents their car, so, right, so 7 slash 7 for RX7s, um, 9 slash 11 for 911s. Mm. Uh, okay, eight, I don't... Uh, no, no, it's true. That's I'm getting it. Rough. Uh, I'm I getting think it. that's, that's kind of And then 8 slash 6 for the Toyota 86. There's, and I'm sure there's a number of other ones. They do tours through Times Square. They do cruises around the city. Like don't, I don't know yeah. about the September one. It's on the nose. A couple of my followers. Some yeah. of them are deeply involved in that. But I yeah. I'll just mention it as an yeah. observation. Yeah. There is an event called 9-11s on 9-11. Yeah, 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 but it's, it's, it's Take it for what you want. City and car culture in the city. A lot of people think New York does not have car culture. I would beg to differ, as would the rest of us. <clears throat> so the question is, can a city uh, as densely populated as New York and as with such a well-developed mass transit system also be a home to car culture? And in our case, I think we'd say yes, probably. Uh, if not, yes, definitely. Right? Yeah. Well... I think there's a difference, which we'll get into, between commuter culture and car enthusiast culture. There are certainly places that have a lot of people commuting in cars, but they're not car enthusiasts. But there are a lot of really hardcore car enthusiasts in New York City who have to go to pretty crazy lengths, ourselves included. Um, mm -hmm. But that also is kind of part of what makes it fun. and not having to rely on your car on a daily basis to go to work opens up the possibilities to have some more fun and more interesting, maybe older cars. So we're gonna talk about all that and more. Yeah, for sure. And so we have a couple of guests with us for the first time. We've crossed a milestone where, for whatever reason, we thought it was a smart idea to have guests on the podcast. Of course so we got, we got Will Lee of PTSRS uh, on Instagram. You can find him there. Uh, where he talks primarily about Porsches, and I guess might even be the personal confidant of Jerry Seinfeld, but maybe that's not true. Uh, that's not true, I made that up. Uh, and our friend Toby of, uh, I guess, bicycle fame, and noted car, and noted car enthusiast, uh, uh, but mostly who loves bicycles. And then Aaron here, who's also a fellow Jew and, and is joining the, <laughs> joining the podcast from the... Yes, you know, so that we can do our, so we can, we can um, do our best to recreate our Crown Heights boardroom right now. <laughs> it really is. Right so, now. anyway. So, I guess, uh, you know, we'll talk about what car culture in New York looks like. Uh, what, um, I guess, you know, wh who is the person that we would most commonly run into? in an event in New York City and why that's kind of unique versus other places on earth because I've been to cars and coffees in LA and else, elsewhere DC and, and Boston and elsewhere uh, so it's kind of curious to see what that's like here so I guess we'll start uh, either Will or Toby or Aaron whoever wants to start you guys can talk about kind of your background and kind of what uh, what your experience has been with car culture here in the city yeah I can start so I'm Will and I am a lifelong fan of cars. In fact, I don't really have a moment that I can recall where this is a time that I fell in love with cars. My mom would tell me that I would point to cars, so I trust her word. 
And I was born in Korea and lived most of my life in Toronto, Canada, then moved to New Jersey for college, then uh, lived in Boston for five years, and now since about two years ago, I live in New York. So maybe my caveat to this whole discussion is that while I've always loved cars and have been around cars, my experience of enjoying and also owning a car in New York is relatively short, but that also is a perspective, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Is it true that it's pronounced Toronto in Toronto, Toronto? No, it's Toronto. Do they really say it that way? It's silent, yeah. I've heard it both ways. Maybe it's just the gringos. Anyway, (laughs) go on. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, so I'm Toby. I I guess similar to Will, loved cars since day one. I think I have an interesting relationship with it because I grew up here and in New York City, and it's not particularly easy to have a car here. Uh, But I think that also kind of like butted my love of them because... I mean, they are everywhere. You're always looking at them. Um, remember, like when I was a little kid, I would, you know, try to name everything on the block, and that—that's kind of was my intro. It was wasn't always driving, but a lot of just spectating and looking. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm excited for this. I think I'm the only one here without a car in New York City, so I might have currently. Currently, that's in the works, but a different perspective on on what it takes and what it's like to to do that here. So, yeah. And I'm Aaron. I grew up in North Jersey, uh, so I was around the New York City car scene my whole life up until recently when I moved to Boston. Get out of here. Go in the Hudson. Easy. So I I think I have a unique perspective here that I I took advantage of what New York City had to offer for car culture, but had the accessibility to just keep a car at my suburban house, right? So it's been an interesting item to to talk about here. I've, I've... Love cars my whole life, just like Will said. I never remember a time where I haven't liked cars. My parents thought it was a phase, um, but then it kind of just got more and more intense. And it really kicked off when my older brother got a VW GTI. I was like, oh my god, this is this is super cool. It's red, it's manual, and um, and you can modify it, you can make it your own, and make it make it unique. And it's really becomes an extension of yourself. So it's 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 amazing. And what kind of car do you drive, Aaron? I have uh, I've got two vehicles right now. Um, I've got a. My main car is a Volvo V70R, which is uh, pretty pretty well done over. It's got an engine swap. It's got an interior swap. It's I, I've driven that thing over 31 different states, 75,000 miles in the past five years, and it's um, it's taken me to a lot of places in car culture. Right, I've I've taken it to LA car shows. I've taken it to New York car shows. It's been up and down um, the Pacific Coast Highway. It's been on the top of Mount Washington, and I've really gotten um, a chance to use that as my you know vehicle, no pun intended, of experiencing car culture around around the country as a whole. And yeah, Carfax sports and manual. Sport, yeah, yeah, it's sports and manual. Small. Yeah. Carfax yeah. said you should give it back because you spent too much money. Yeah, it, um, yeah definitely. So, yeah. anyway, alright, exciting, fun stuff. Uh, but the other car, though? Uh, the other car, I've got a, a Nissan 350Z, which I just purchased recently to get into the drifting scene in the Northeast. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have that kind of trumpet sound. But you know, the, yeah. the intersection of Jews and drifters is approximately you. Yeah, I, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. We have been drifting for our entire people's existence. It's true. It's we true. have been, had to leave many lands. No, I think, I, think, I think you're confusing wandering or loss with drifting. But it's, it's, so. it's definitely it's a big part of the culture that I'm a part of now. I, I have a ton of friends that are doing it, and that's how I got into it. And it's, it's an interesting cross-section of, um, of style and fun and a little bit of, of excess. 
Okay. Yeah. Exciting. I look forward to watching the, uh, the sideways rabbi over here. <laughs> um, so maybe the, the motorsport moil. I don't know. What yeah, I'm, that's it. They call it <laughs> these days. <laughs> anyway, uh, snipping and ripping. Anyway, <laughs> we got to right. keep that one in. I'm, I'm um, editing that out. Okay. Uh, nobody, <laughs> nobody has. Anyway, nobody heard that. Uh, so I guess the second part of the discussion, uh, now that we've kind of done intros and stuff, uh, you know, there's a common myth that, uh, or at least people from New York, not from New York, like to tell me what people from New York do with their cars, which is really fascinating because I grew up here and I think I know by now. Uh, so nobody has a car in New York City. I think a lot of people from outside the city like to think that people either just don't own a car and yet there's somehow amazing amounts of traffic, which is crazy to me that if nobody owns a car, there's traffic, which is remarkable. And they're not all Ubers. So, yeah, maybe like I would interject. I mean, yeah. if we take a step back, if someone who has never been to New York, hadn't seen photos of New York, but know that New York is a very large city, right? I think if they live in a city that has a lot of people, they might assume that there actually are a lot of cars mm -hmm. because high population, high car. But New York is a bit different in the case where, especially Manhattan, one of yeah. the boroughs, the main bar of New York City, it's so densely populated. There's actually not much space. So that's why car ownership right. is so difficult. And that's why we're even having this discussion because most of us have a car <laughs> here, even though actually most of the city does not. So yeah. Well, and I would add on to your point, Will, that like from a perspective of somebody who lives outside of New York City, when you think of New York City, chances are you think of Manhattan and you think of skyscrapers. Right. Mm -hmm. When in reality, 90, 80 to 90% of the population of New York City does not live in Manhattan. I mean, there are about a million people who do live in Manhattan, but then there are Eight or not, you know, there are four million people who live in Brooklyn. There are three million who live in Queens. There are a million who live in Staten Island. So really, like most of the city doesn't look like you know glass towers and skyscrapers. Yeah, it's not what you expect, and a lot of it you need a car to get around. Well, you know, a lot of it is not subways like Manhattan. A lot of it takes a lot longer to get from A to B. I mean, try living in Staten Island without a car, and you will spend a lot of time on the bus. Correct. That's, but, you know, who really wants to go to Staten Island? The place is literally half landfill. So, um, hey, I like our fire department. <laughs> I mean, it's a great way to get out of New York City. Um, I just don't want to go there. <laughs> you know, I say we give it to New Jersey. Anyway, um, they don't want it. There's enough fumes. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, yeah, it's prohibitively expensive to have a car in New York. I'd say... One of the myths, I mean, I'd say, you know, recently it's become a lot more difficult to drive into New York City and it's going to be continually become more difficult. Not that one you want to drive into New York City, but if you have to and you don't have a choice, right, then starting next year is the congestion charge in the spring, which is a whole other topic. But this year. This, so, I'm sorry, this year. Sorry, in the spring. Um, I keep thinking it's been, it's been talked about for so long, it feels like it's always next year. Uh, and so, you know, that adds another 17 to $23 charge on top of whatever you pay to get into the city if you're coming from outside New York. Uh, but even in New York, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting, an interesting thing for people who live here and, and have to get around. But for enthusiasts, it's actually truly interesting because, you know, if you think about uh, New York City is the least car-friendly city on earth, I would argue. I don't know about on earth. In the United States. In the United States. I mean, States. pretty much every place 
like I would say, you know, London has had a congestion tax famously for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Most major cities in Europe at this point mm-hmm. have a ZTL, which is like a, a reduced traffic zone where yeah. they want to keep cars out of in the central business district. So like this is not a new concept, but it is new to the U.S. And New York's unique geography being surrounded by water and also the density does make it the most challenging place in the U.S. Um, yeah. to, to own a car. Um, but a lot of people still do. I mean, yeah. at last I checked, about 55% of residents don't own a car at all. Um, that's citywide. Manhattan is around 60% don't. Brooklyn is around 60, 55 to 60% don't. Uh, Queens, uh, 64% do. Um, and Staten Island, almost 75% do. And um, I, I'm sure there's a correlation with that and also the proximity to public transit. Now, as now having lived in New York for, for, for two years, the, the talk of the town is to always complain about subway delays and all that. But I would say, compared to a lot of other U.S. cities, it's still the network is huge. And chances are, uh, for most parts of central, I would say, New York City, you can get to places conveniently. I think New York has the most functional public transit yeah. in the United States. That's a, I don't a, think that. It's, it is a fact. It yeah. is a fact, yeah, is, yeah. which is hilarious when you think about it, yeah. <laughs> given I mean, what we deal with. All, but, all five of us have lived in Boston, yeah. and it's, wow. it's yeah. pretty night and day. That's what yeah. I was about to mention. It's like, you know, I live in Boston now, and coming down here for the weekend to New York City is like a breath of fresh air. You know, I, I need to have a car in, in Boston, and I've talked to you guys about this off, off the podcast. It's... Mm-hmm. It's impossible to get around efficiently without either a bike or a car because the public transit system just isn't there. And the fact that yesterday I was able to get from the Upper West Side to Bushwick, you know, deep in Brooklyn in 35 minutes, that would take two hours in Boston, right? Unless you take a $50 Uber, right? And that's just not feasible. So I think it's, although people in New York City complain a lot about public transit, they really do have the best case scenario at the moment in the U.S., especially when you go farther west. Yeah. And public transit opens up, you know, actual possibilities of car enthusiasm because if you don't have to, I mean, if you don't have to drive to work every day, maybe you hate driving less, you know, maybe you're able to save driving for those moments that you really want to go take a drive to Hayfields like we did yesterday. Maybe you don't buy a Mirage G4. Yeah. Well, that's a a great (laughs) point because, you know, as someone who needs a car every day, right, and you need to have a practical vehicle that will start up every single time, you need to have something that's going to, you know, do that commute and get beat up and, you know, street park in the city. But when you only have to have one car, if you still want a car, right, in New York City, you don't need one, you can, it opens your budget and your possibilities up to get something that's truly interesting. And I think that's, that's true in a lot of the case. Like, there was a Carson Coffee yesterday in the West Village, and a lot of the people that were going up and coming up there in their 80s Mercedes and 70s BMWs, that's their only car. Yeah. Like our buddy Nick, he drives a you know an E twenty eight five series as his only vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. And he he stores it in a garage, and because it's he can you know afford to have one car, you can make it fun and special. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's exciting and it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting to see. I think it also you know as an enthusiast in the city, right? When you do see interesting collector cars, and I don't mean like a Lambo or something like you know new. I mean something truly vintage and interesting rolling around the city, it's quirky and it's kind of fascinating. It's all the more special, right? It's unlike, I don't know, LA or something like that, where it's a little more common to have older vehicles. There's no salt. 
There's no corrosion really to speak of. Yeah. There's, uh, it is a, unfortunately a more driving oriented city. I say unfortunately in the context of having to deal with traffic more than say hop on a subway or something. Uh, and it's just a more special occasion when you do see a collector car in the city, right? One, well, Toby, you, you spoke to that earlier. Like, I feel like for me, a big element of New York City car culture isn't just even going to shows and going to meets. It's like walking around the neighborhood and seeing cool cars from the 80s and 90s that people have just kept alive or like, you know, seeing some guy like waxing his Mercedes and just kind of seeing these little moments of devotion and enthusiasm that people put into their cars like and and that's kind of all over especially i would say you know i have the most experience in brooklyn and queens but you can just kind of walk around and and see these different interesting cars around neighborhoods and they kind of become characters of the neighborhood yeah. it's changes and you're, you're basically always at a car show when you're walking around here you're always going to find something cool always going to find something silly mm-hmm. and i do think though uh, maybe we are in the minority or there are maybe more people like us than, than, than I think, but when there's a lot of attention and interest on those exotic cars like Lamborghinis and yet the way we get excitement from walking around and seeing cool cars, the cool cars for us are like a very mint condition 80s Chrysler that's like, wow, like that should not exist in New York, but it's here and in good condition. So I'm, I'm going to say for you, that's exciting. For yeah. me, that's just, huh. Anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Regardless. I think regardless of whether it's yeah. exciting or not, it's yeah. interesting that somebody decided to keep that alive. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like that Dodge Spirit RT Turbo that's in Will's in my neighborhood. I passed that yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's a red, and, and this car, when it was new, they're rare. I mean, they're pretty it rare. was the fastest sedan in America. Wow. It was almost as fast as an E34 and 5, like 5.1 to 60. And you talked to the owners, and they were like, yeah, we've had it since the 90s. Yeah. Like, there's this whole story behind but it. That's also, like, it speaks to, like, you know, my uh, friend of mine in Boston, Sam Fields, like, she's like, I'm not getting a new car. I'm going to keep what I have now because it's going to get beat up. There's no point. I need it for these very specific tasks. So there's no point in getting the, getting a brand new Toyota Camry because then I'm, I'm financing it. It's going to be more expensive on insurance. It's going to be, you know, all these things. And that I think that's created this oasis of cars that have really become survivors. Like, yesterday mm-hmm. I saw a guy waxing his first gen 300ZX on the sidewalk, right? Nice. And that's like, that's cool, right? Because he's like, you know, the thing's beat up, but he still loves it because that's what he's probably had since the since the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess that brings up the question, like compared to what other car culture we've seen in the US, right? Like where, like, you know, our experience is obviously New England, Southern California. I mean, where does it contrast to some of the other places that you guys have lived? Because I don't have too much context other than maybe New England. New England's a little more like, a lot of beards and a lot of English cars and a lot of like old Volvos and Saabs and like that. Uh, you lived in Michigan too. Which Michigan is like, Michigan is... Woodward Dream Cruise. A lot of hell yeah brother moments. You know? Can I start you off here? Basically, yeah. the way I explain it to my friends who are not into cars is, yeah. is, you know, I always compare it, you know, New York City car culture to LA car culture. I think those are the two, relatively besides Detroit, are the two biggest hubs of automotive culture in the US. And I always say that I'm always so impressed with LA car culture because there's, you know, people daily drive their air-cooled 911s, right? And they, they take them to work. Um, I always say to my friends here, they say, you know, LA car culture is like New York City fashion culture, right? New York City shoe culture, right? Everyone, and effectively it's still the same thing, right? They transport you, they represent you. And, you know, when I go to LA, obviously there's still fashion there, but, you know, the car culture has become so much bigger because it's such a 
bigger part of your life there, right? And I think that's what's, what's important to recognize is how important is a car to everyday life, right? And, and everyday lifestyle. And that also transcends to, to like Miami, right? Everything's very flashy down there, right? So there's a lot of, every other car down there is in line with the years, it seems, right? So same deal. It's how does it, a car represent you and your lifestyle is really, I think, where it starts from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been said a lot about LA, but your car really is your outfit. Yeah. And I mean, I grew up in LA and I mean, you spend sometimes more time in your car than pretty much anywhere else. Like, and I grew up in like one of the most urban parts of LA. Like I grew up basically in the center of Los Angeles. And so you're not always like on long drives, you know, maybe you're driving 20 minutes and you know, Everything running an air everything and then you're driving 20 minutes, minutes another yeah. so you're hot you may hop in and out of your car five times ten times in day but your car is your hub you know mm -hmm. and, and it it is your avatar um, yeah. much like a pair of air maxes or new balance is you know what people are looking at on the subway can you tell who the shoe people can you tell who the shoe people are <laughs> i can't tell who the shoe people are I don't know shit about shoes. Anyway, all right. Well, yeah. Well, the 993 is the only, uh, it's a New Balance model and a Porsche model. So there, that's the overlap right there. There's no relationship there, right? No. You can't, but, you but can't hide your sneakerhead origins. That New, New Balance makes a 991, a 992, a 993, and a 996. Is wow. this like the secret you keep from Dylan? Does she know the level of... No, I mean, yeah. she's seen my sneaker closet. Yeah, it's not a whole closet, but... Anywho, yeah, I, I find like uh, Michigan car culture is a lot of a lot of muscle cars. Weirdly, a lot of exotic stuff. A lot of a lot of like I've seen lotuses and like unusual things because a lot of those people will test out there and then they're like I don't know I guess they sell them out there too. But like lotuses North American HQ at least for a while I think it still is is in Ann Arbor. So, but it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's an interesting culture. There's a lot of appreciation and love for the car in Detroit. And I don't mean, yeah. you know, not even just cars as a, as a whole. I mean, just the concept, the idea of the automobile, right? There's a certain love for it in Detroit and the appreciation. I mean, you were there with me at Dream Cruise, you know. Well, I think it makes sense. You I know? mean, the car is and has been the industry that has supported that city's growth over a century. Yeah. I mean, Detroit would not exist without the motor vehicle industry. Right. And it's crazy to like go out to Woodward Avenue on a Friday night and everybody has their lawn chairs and everybody's just sitting there with a cold burr and watching cars go by. Oh yeah. And it really is so just cool. like, it's something cool. It's, it's really it's something unreal. It's, I think it's something and they, and, and they, everyone should see. And it's people something. don't, they don't care. They try to like challenge the cops. They'll like do burnouts on Woodward. They don't give a shit. Well, I don't, I know we're talking about New York city car culture here and how it compares to other, other areas of the country, but that's something to also recognize around the world is that, Woodward Dream Cruise is such an interesting event, and you know any type of that old style muscle cruise or that that kind of that kind of vibe, you know, is unique to the U.S. in that way, especially because it's in Detroit, and it's um it's fascinating to see people come you know into the U.S. that are into cars from other areas and see that kind of and that kind of show. What I yeah. love is it's always the same weekend as Pebble Beach. That's great. So it's sort of the That's anti Pebble Beach. To the, to the it's still man. anti Pebble Beach, and yeah. it's always been that way. Yeah. So I always find that kind of funny. Yeah, I, I think one of my dreams eventually is to travel the U.S., which I, I haven't been to most parts, and the way I would try to soak in the, the culture of each part I go to is to just walk around. Maybe like, yeah. it's like the popular hub and just walk around and see what the car culture is. 
I know that's probably not the best way to actually understand the, the area itself, but for me, because I like cars and that's how I connect. So if I go to Columbia, South Carolina, and then I see, oh, there's a big uh, hub of American cars, which I'm sure is the case, then that's my way of you know exploring. Yeah. That's your lens. That's how you see the world and understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. You know, how do you guys feel about like the one thing I've noticed? I agree with you. Right, you walk around the city, yeah. whatever the hub is, the downtown area, like the West Village near city, you see interesting car culture. Yeah. Um, I also find that there's a lot of hidden aspects of car culture throughout New York City. I think Astoria yeah. is also the other car hub of New York City. Yeah, but again, you know, I've noticed this around the country. Like you know, LA, you know, it's downtown Beverly Hills has some great stuff, but up in the mountains. There's car culture, right? Yeah. So like, is there anything like that in New York City? Well, let's like break this. I feel like there's there's a few ingredients for like an interesting car culture in a city. I mean, in New York, you definitely have the adversity. It's nothing like, I mean, if you guys have followed Larry Chen's series in Asia, Singapore and Hong Kong, yeah. with like yes. guys having yeah. to put up with cops just impounding their cars for no reason. Japan has it too. Nothing yeah. like that, but you know, there is a certain amount of adversity that we've talked about. But then there's also like sort of a haven or like different hubs and centers of that culture outside of the city. Like your Aaron's wearing a Sunday Motor Company shirt, which yeah. is a, a cafe in Jersey that's basically like a, a cars and coffee all weekends. Mm. Um, there's another few places up in Westchester mm -hmm. that are similar vibes. There are always people putting on these events. So it's that kind of duality. And I think, you know, in LA, you have the great roads. Yeah. Here we have some good roads too, not to the level of like you Los Angeles Canyon. It's, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. You can go up into the Adirondacks too and, and some stuff, but that's a few hours from there. Or to Port Jervis. Yeah. 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 For a good driving route. And I think car culture thrives out there for that. But then there's also like Long Island, which is not really the scene that I feel like we're in, that like old school muscle you know, yeah. maybe boomer scene, but that thrives out there too, and that's its own. As, uh, as Mike Musto likes to say, racing on Franny Lou. That's, um, it, but it speaks to another aspect of New York City car culture, which is that it, it takes more effort, right? It takes more work to keep not only your car up and running and it's in a safe and healthy condition because you're in a, a city like this, but also if you want to experience these things, while there are you know, occasionally some shows, you know, in Brooklyn and Astoria, like a lot of these things take getting up early, going places, making sure your car is able to do those things, and and getting out there and taking more time out of your day and your energy to actually experience the things that matter to you in, in the culture. Yeah. 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 I mean, the way I always sum it up is like in New York, having cars, it's a luxury or it's a necessity. So it's, if it's the luxury, you gotta really fight for it. You gotta like it. And it's a pain yeah. in the ass. I mean, yeah. if you're moving your car twice a week for all yeah. the side. Yeah, you Angelinos have it too easy. Pound sand. <laughs> anyway, no. So um, through PTSRS, um, one of the questions that I get from uh, my followers is hey will i know you live in new york i'm visiting new york for the first time where can i see cool cars that's a great and, that's a great question and, and i now have a, a ready list and i tell them up front like what kind of cars are you into are you looking for the porsches and I, I assume most of them are because you know they assume i'm a porsche person but um, for porsches if you want to see the newest ones just go to manhattan motor cars you know they have a, a a decent showroom you can check out cars you can go to soho for example that's that's where usually a lot of the newer expensive cars tend to hang out and i feel like all the major cities have those blocks or neighborhoods where all the new mayfair in london london mind, right or yeah. like in in la uh, beverly hills right yeah what if i'm interested in retired korean church vans 
Uh, you have to go to New Jersey or Flushing for that. Yeah. See, for, he does for everything, Lee. folks. Yeah, for for yes. Yes. So, so there's you know, maybe we can yeah. talk about that. Like, if, if let's throw that question out on the table. Yeah. Like, which, yeah. Which areas would you recommend if someone had asked you that? And I would say again, Soho would be to to, to, to see some expensive cars, but that would be to be seen in is yeah. West is, is meatpacking, West Village meatpacking. Yeah, meatpacking yeah, has meat a lot packing. of a lot of fancy stuff. But yeah. if, if you want to be like I find it's people who want to be seen, not yeah. to see. That's the, you know what the, I mean? the, the big the, difference. The Miami I was talking about earlier, right? Like that's where you'll find your your Maybachs, your Yurses, your Bentleys, your Bentegas, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff down there. I think like you're saying other other places like if you want to let's say you want to see like classic either air-cooled Porsches or 80s, like, Radwood goodness. Like, where would you go for that kind of thing in in New York City? Well, it depends. Like, if if we're talking about, like, street-parked local cars, my go-to is the West Village. Yeah. And and because the West Village or Manhattan in general geographically so small, you start to memorize where all the cars generally are based. And you know, like, in this block, there might be that air-cooled car. Well, there's just... We're in, we're in the Chelsea area right now. I just yeah. passed that Citroen that's above yeah. the Is it still there? It's there. Yeah. It's there's a blue CX. We all know about it. She's about to become part of the landscape. Yes. Well, so, and, the, and these yeah. cars are like living legends among people in the area who yeah. are into cars because I, every time I walk from the subway to my office, I will pass either the blue Citroen, yep, the or, CX, or, or the red one, the mm-hmm. BX, and so it just kind of memorized so I grew up on 23rd and 2nd near Gramercy Park, so uh, we used to come over here a lot, walk my dog, take the, take a bicycle over here, or whatever, and this, 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 this Citroen was there. Really? <laughs> it's like, yes, it's been there since the 90s, wow. at least. So and I don't know how, because the, the BX was never sold I, in the U.S. I saw that BX. And it was not 25 years old. I saw that BX in my town in Jersey, and I was like, no way. That same one? That same one. I checked the plates. It made it that The red BX. When I was five years ago, I saw it in my town. It was on getting off the highway by me, and I was like, no. I was just like shocked. I called my friend, and I was like, you will never believe what I just saw. It's the shit trend. It's the shit, yeah. <laughs> but like, just the, the fact that like, you know, and the, 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 this, that RT Turbo you're talking about, right? Like, my grandparents, there's like, there's a, that, there's a first gen 300ZX that's hanging out there. It's always in front of their apartment. Even like motorcycles, right? So like, what, what else is there, right? So is there any other area like in Manhattan or Brooklyn or Queens that you guys say, this is a really good place I, to spot? So I would point out for muscle cars, old American cars, Astoria, Astoria. is huge. Mm-hmm. I well, don't know exactly why, but like... There's a, there's a, well, for a long time, Astoria was a very heavily Italian neighborhood. Uh, now it's mostly very Greek, Greek, yeah, Greek yeah. and some Eastern European. Um, but there are still a lot of Italians in the general area. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that still permeates. Quite and a lot. you also have, because a lot of those houses are single family and were built a little bit later, you have like rear garages and alleyways. So you have a lot of um, cars that mm-hmm. are maybe out of sight. But just like walking around Astoria, there's within a couple blocks radius of where I keep my car, there's a 49 Cadillac. Wow. There's like 60s Nova drag car. There's Falcon. like. Yeah, there's a Falcon, there's like a GTO, there's like just really weird stuff that like you would not think of. But that does, the American muscle cars do seem to be the vibe, more the vibe of like Northern Queens. Right. What about like Japanese cars? Do you guys know I, those areas? 
Actually, I think, yeah, Brooklyn. I, I think we were kind of clicking on that yeah. fact that there is an emerging scene of imported JDM. Yeah, I, th- I think that's Brent Brooklyn. Hook. I think it's I Brooklyn. Said, I was going to say Greenpoint. Greenpoint for, like, there's like, there's like 20 Mitsubishi Delicas parked on the streets yeah. of Greenhook. Uh, Greenpoint, sorry. Greenhook. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's like, you know, just that. And also, there's... Greenhook um, is what you have after you stick your hand in the water. There it is, yeah. And the, yep, yep. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, where's the uh, where's that um, cars and coffee that takes place on the beers? There's yeah, a, the yeah. Brooklyn Navy. That's in, in yeah. Greenpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a cars and coffee for a while. There's yeah. there's one actually I think that happens also at Floyd Bennett Field, which is Canarsie is may as well be London. It's the end of the earth, but you know, like it's not yeah. Canarsie. It's past Canarsie, um, but it's like. You know, it's still fascinating to see on an on an old World War Two airfield. Which yes, wow. New York has one. Well, that, so that you can drive on it, and you can drive on it. Although they're very strict now, but that's, but there's always burnout marks for a reason. That speaks to what we were just saying, right? So like, well, you asked your readers, they come to you and say, "Where do I experience New York City car culture?" And I think it's important to explain how deep New York City goes, in yeah, car, right? and it, physically and into car culture, right? Because you can go way out to Long Island City, way out to, you know, to, to, um, to Coney Island, and there's still different types of car culture. And if you're really hunting for that kind of thing, getting out of Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, like those exact, like the, the areas in and around Manhattan mm-hmm. can really open your mind into a bunch of different types. You will, of you will never see more land cruisers with fake Russian front plates than you will in Sheep's Head Bay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I would even argue the event yesterday up in Westchester was yeah. like sort of emblematic of New York City car culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so much going yeah, on. Yeah, a guy showed up in a in a guy showed up in a Mitsubishi Tahero Junior flying pug. Flying pug. Yeah, one of 139. He's in the West Village too. Yeah, it's right. a story. I was like, wait, that's why that car just dipped Dead. out of there so yeah. early because they wanted to make the second one. Right. But the guy had a like a driver's cap on yeah. too. I was like, this is. Of course he does. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I have a question for the, the table. So yeah. we were just talking a bit about neighborhoods in which you can organically find interesting cars. Mm-hmm. What about, especially, I'm, I'm thinking back to the, the followers' question, where can I experience New York car culture, right? So organically on one hand, but on the other hand, there's probably also car events. And you know, yes. we've been to a couple car events. So Great can one. we talk about like what kind of car shows occur on a recurrent basis? Yeah, in the in the city. Um, I mean, yeah. There, I guess the, 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 there's there's always the cars and coffees, right? And there's there's, but the, I think the one that really sticks out to me and the one that I, I hold near and dear to my heart is Seventh Day. I'm sure you know it's coming, mm-hmm. Maddox, right? Mm-hmm. But Seventh Day for me is this as something I look forward to every year as like mm-hmm. a street tuner event. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I find is a tradition in general. Before I get into what Seventh Day is, uh, there's a tradition for people in the city or in and around Manhattan that they would on the the day of the year that represents their car. So, right, so 7 slash 7 for RX-7s, um, 9 slash 11 for 911s. Mm. Uh, okay, eight, I don't... No, no, it's true. That's I'm getting it. Uh, I'm getting that's, it. That's, that's kind of uh, And then 8 slash 6 for the Toyota 86. There's, and I'm sure there's a number of other ones. They do tours through Times Square. They do cruises around the city. Like don't, I don't know yeah. about the September one. It's, anyway, <laughs> no, I have a funny story, no, but, but you know, yeah. last year there was there was about three hundred elevens that went through it Times Square. Really, okay, I yeah, but it's like this is going uh, to it's a little on the nose. Couple of my followers, okay, yeah. because I yeah. know some yeah. of them are deeply involved in that. But I yeah. will, I'll just mention it as an yeah. observation. Yeah. There is an event called 
9-11's on 9-11. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, take it for what you will. Yeah. When I when I told my fiance, who is a lifelong New Yorker who grew up about a mile and a half from the Trade Center, yeah. that this was an event, she was like blown away. Yeah. She was like, "Are you fucking joking?" Look, I, well, well, and I I get that. Blown away. Like, Jeez. Really. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> well look, the crux of this is, is you know, going back to Seventh Day, right? Yeah. So Seventh Day is a, a JDM street tuner event that goes through. Manhattan every year on July 7th. Um, it's organized by, by a, a group called Prime, and they have this amazing ability to bring these high top shelf JDM dream cars, um, start in New Jersey, then parade themselves through Harlem, down Broadway, through Times Square, and then to some undisclosed location elsewhere in the city. And it's, um, and we talk about how hard it is to own a car in New York City, and it really is, um, but you know, seeing these guys drive fully kitted out, you know, Veilside kit RX-7s, and and you know, um, time attack Civic, Civic Type R's through the city is really is really interesting and really amazing. To I've never seen so that. many unhappy girlfriends in one place. Yeah, yeah. Never it seen is, so many unhappy women. It's really <laughs> so. cool because you do kind of feel like you're in Tokyo. Like yeah. Just yeah. the visuals of it yeah. are insane. Mm-hmm. Like the neon of the billboards and everything combined with like glowing off the like perfectly polished paint mm-hmm. of all these JDM cars, like some of which I've only seen in pictures yeah, or I mean, online. There's, so. there's only one place in the US where you'll see multiple GTR, R34, GTRs, like cars that should not be in the States, right? So like so unless you're in a top ranks unless warehouse. Unless you're in top ranks warehouse, you know. Well, now they are. Now they're yeah. legal to be here. Some of them, not the GTRs, yeah, just the GTTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and so what, what else is there? I mean, we're we're a couple blocks here from the classic car club. Like, what, what are they? What I'm are they staring at it. Yeah. yeah. What do they have to do with New York City car culture? Yeah, I mean, classic car club's business model is predicated on the fact that owning a special car in New York is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So their entire business model is come here, you know, spend, you know, a couple grand a month and you get access to this fleet of cars and they take care of garaging maintenance. So that's, so I you're mean, telling they founded me an entire business model on that concept that people just don't want to deal with owning an enthusiast. But they still want to be part of the You're company. telling me they're the preparation H to your pain in the ass. All right. I'm lost. All I? right, never mind. I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> I'll edit that out. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, but they have things like Z8s and other stuff, and they also hold events that are sometimes open to the public. It's an interesting service, although admittedly still very premium, which, you know, kind of goes against the notion of accessibility to events, but there's a lot well, of stuff in the city. That's, I mean, what are you going to do when I know. you have that land and you have a lot of bills? Of, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I will say, like, yeah. I don't think they're priced excessively. For no, what they're, they're no. priced for the market, yes. even in some cases a little bit low. I mean, yes. their social membership is only like two hundred fifty bucks a month, which is a lot of money. Like, I'm not a member because that's, that's too much for me. Yeah. But for some people who just want to go, you know, have a drink and talk with some buddies about cars and be around beautiful cars, like that's. That's a drop in the bucket if yeah. you're making a ton of money. And don't have yeah, there's a lot of money in New York. There's there a lot is. of money in New York. And it's, it's here for a reason, right? It's in Manhattan because these, these are the, the glass skyscrapers, right? And it's, it's, it's correctly located, too. It's, mm-hmm. what, three blocks from Lincoln Tunnel? So yeah. like what we say is you, know, you have to go out, out of New York City sometimes to experience that part of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I do see some of their cars being you know, paraded by the, by, their, by the members through wherever part of the West Village of Soho, but there's also a good deal of them. And I'll see how... You know, in the Hamptons, or I'll see out in Western Jersey, or even in mm-hmm. Westchester, and like 
these are talk about known cars like the like that orange GT3 they have right that Bronco they have there's those are uh, you know figurehead cars in, in Manhattan right yeah, and people yeah. know you know that that's a classic car club car mm-hmm. um, and you see those out and about right and extending into the car culture around the tri-state area yeah speaking of New York I think you know Westchester gives an interesting example right because yeah, there's a lot of areas of Westchester that it could be like, bye, you know, but but there's also a lot of, I mean, it's fun, uh, kind of some technical driving roads, it's the scenery is very pretty, there's reservoirs, but I also am amazed in the last few years, because this didn't used to be the case, because I've lived in Westchester 20 years, and I was surprised to see more cars now come out in the wintertime. Uh, well, the winters are a lot warmer than they warmer, were yeah. 20 years ago. Even still, summer. I mean, we've had some cold winters in the last <laughs> decade, you know, and it's more common now than I've, than I've seen in the past, you know, in the last 10 years, it's become much more common. You know, climate change is just going to accelerate more because now the winters are warm enough that everyone can keep their sports car out, so people are driving the sports cars more, so it's going to speed up the climate. Blame us. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, our but, fault. But it's, it's also like the amount of accessible uh, car events, car culture, people you can talk to that have all kinds of stuff, you know, uh, from a Mitsubishi, Dingleberry Dog, whatever it's called, to, uh, to Ren- a... Renault, um, McGann yeah. RS. RS that is here due, due for reasons I don't understand. Um, to you know, people with more you know more more interesting and more exclusive cars, which are I guess fine too. But they're more you know you get a wide variety of people, which is pretty fascinating. I mean, you'll see like Carrera GTs and F40s and things pulling up to meets, which like I was blown away the first time I went to a new Canaan cars oh, and coffee. But it's all free. That's the main, That's the great part. It's all free. Do you, like, do you find there's a difference in how approachable the car culture is here as opposed to other areas in the country? So I want to bring up Boston because mm. we all lived in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually met two people at this table in a parking lot in Boston. I You might call us lot lizards. Just. I found the car culture in Boston a lot more. Like there was cool stuff out there. People kept to themselves a little more. It was a little bit more reserved and people were, I don't know if a little more introverted is the right word, but it was more of like a private, you're either in the club or you're, you know, kind of, it was a little bit, it felt a little less social Mm -hmm. here. When I go to a car event, I find that like people who I don't know, they just kind of want to talk to you. They want to share this thing because it's not so prevalent. I think I have the answer to that. Uh, A lot of the Boston car meets that you're talking about are organized by a certain like Facebook group or whatever like hey let's just hang out amongst each other at this parking lot it's it's more of like a hanging out among friends and maybe they can say like hey bring your friends also but in New York I've noticed a lot of the car meets are advertised like you yeah. see like the way I find car events is I see an Instagram story that someone posted of like, oh, hey, there's going to be a Cars and Coffee in this bagel shop parking lot. And so it's, it's opening, it's actually seeking people to come Why in. Why do you think out. that is, that it's more inclusive here where there it feels more like, you know, a club type of a scene? I think because, it, it, maybe to give Boston as an example, um, more people own cars. So <laughs> it's... Mm. It's the, the whole like meeting up, bringing people, bringing cars together is not as big of a wow, uh, 
novelty as maybe here in, in New York. I, mean, I don't know. I just think Bostonians hate Bostonians hate small talk. I think <laughs> that's just New England. Yeah. 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 But there's still like I think I, mean, I live in Boston now. There, there's yeah. a unique area like, like Lars Anderson Automotive Museum. It's really the, yes. it's really yeah. the the center of car culture in Boston. Sure. And I think that that's a, a that's different. I think yeah. that, that really that that's the only spot like that, right? Yeah. And I think like you know you're talking about the Shake Shack meets back in the day, right? And like there's nice. other meets. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's other meets that happen at different college campuses that are centered around that college, or that happened with the. There's a very large VW and Audi presence in, in Boston. Yeah. But Lars Anderson is a, is a unique exception where they do have themed days, but they also have cars and coffees where it is a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's it's very um, closed off in that way, right? There, I think there's Boston's also had a lot of issues with um, with reckless behavior at at car events. I mean, more so than New York City has, in yeah. that have shut things down and. Uh, people are still kind of getting over that right now. And I think the past few years, especially, if it's not at Lars Anderson, you either need to know about it or you're being told about it. I think the other problem is there's a lack of driving roads, and I mean a real lack yeah, of yeah. driving roads in and around the Boston area. I, I would say it's worse than in and around New York City. It's, it's, it's much it's, worse. Yeah. It's much gonna, worse. I'm going to counter that. I think the quality of roads around New York City is better, but the accessibility is lower. Like, when I lived in Cambridge, and this is some real inside baseball, but, like, I could get on Route 2 and drive 15 minutes out to Concord and have, like, some decent You're going to need to give me that, that pin, my friend. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Um, well, I, think, I think that's But also, living uh, in Brooklyn, I mean, it's an hour minimum well, to but, decent But, but that's a factor minutes. of geographic size. I mean, New York is 12x bigger than Boston or something sure. like that. You know, like... No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know, that, and there's more happening in Boston if now, you, if, too. If like, you take geographic area out of it, right, and, and let's just hypothetically say with no traffic, it's an hour, you go an hour out of each city, right? There's just not anything. Outside. I mean, I had to go to New Hampshire yeah, to, I mean, go, to go find driving roads, or Vermont, yeah. or, or western Massachusetts, two, three hours away, or something. You know, it's, it's a real pain. Yeah. And I don't understand it, because we're in New England. It should, in theory, be, I didn't realize New England was flat. <laughs> like it's well, news to me. I mean, like I'm a big snowboarder, right? And it, it's yeah. it's farther. I, my, I was growing up in Jersey. There was mountains to I could go snowboarding to. Yeah. Forty five minutes away. Here it's an hour and a half minimum in Boston, right? So, and I was on a mountain. I was three hours away. Did a day trip for that, right? It's, it's a lot farther. The roads up there are awesome, right? Yes. And, and they're better than what you can get here in the New York City area. But they're gonna take you longer than it would in to, in the New York City area. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I think, as I was saying, the private nature of Boston, right? I don't want to get too into bashing yeah. them, but it's, I think it's a function of they also don't have other areas in which to experience their vehicles. So maybe perhaps there's something related to that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's expanding. Like our friend David is really like, he's putting together a lot of stuff. There's sort of a community springing up around Garage 42. There's mm-hmm. another space in Framingham archive 280 that's been like putting on events even through the winter which that's the difference is that like boston car scene really shuts down for like five months out of the year their winters are much november to april there's like nothing Nothing. happening unless you're just you know going skiing on your snow tires there's like really nothing happening in New York, the car scene doesn't really shut down like that. Any Sunday morning, there will be people at Hayfields. There will be people at Sunday Motor Co. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if the roads are dry and, I mean, not too much salt, like, there will be people out there mm-hmm. enjoying their cars. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, um, I'm randomly thinking about 
this Petrolicious video from, I think, over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have watched it, where it, it interviews a couple of car enthusiasts yes. who you know, drive their car, but it's like, I when I first watched that, and again, I had, had no relationship with New York at the time, I thought it was incredibly, not bizarre, but still crazy that most of these people have to like commute. Like even on a weekend, they have to commute, they take the train to get to there, to get their car, and then go for a drive. And I thought, wow, this seems very difficult. But now from the perspective of, as a, as a New Yorker, um, I can understand it. It's like, it's, it's very rewarding. That, and I think that's what defines the New York City car culture is you go through all of that, but it's really rewarding mm -hmm. in, in many senses. So Yeah, I mean, you kind of get out what you put in mm -hmm. and like that sounds trite, but like, I mean, I don't want to drive my sports car every day on the streets of New York City, but on those days when I do make the effort and, you know, I take the train and like drive it up to some beautiful roads or like take it out on a weekend trip to Vermont or something like that. I really appreciate being able to do that. And, you know, we all make sacrifices and trade-offs in different aspects of life. Um, but yeah. no, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to be a part of. And you're a part of a community of people who have the same, uh, disease or yeah. weird affliction yeah. um, syndrome. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it, you're not alone. So I guess, yeah, I guess one of the last things I'll, I'll touch on, what are the, I guess one of the things I'm curious about, if New York is known, what kinds of enthusiast vehicles are the most common in New York, or what's more heavily emphasized here? So what I gets, what gets your brownie points in the West Village? Sure, so <laughs> I've seen a lot of 80s and 90s BMWs in New York. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially like the 5 series, for example, like E39 M5s. I mentioned this because there's someone on Instagram whose handle is called Tom underscore HDR. He's a well-known car enthusiast, car spotter based in Paris. And his whole account is he walks around in Paris and spots a quirky car, an interesting car, and he has a, a large enough of a following where people you know, have stories about it. He flew over to New York recently and he started walking around taking photos of, you know, even the Citroën, for example. And he mentioned from his Parisian perspective how New York seems to have a disproportionately larger amount of E39 M5s because it seems like in Europe, even, where it's the home of the E39 M5, you don't see those around. Really? Yeah. For, like for, us, for us, it's drastically cheaper. Gas is expensive US. there, That's and they're taxed on displacement. They're also, they're also just, they, they have to pay VAT on the car. It's a 4.4 liter V8 <clears throat> that gets maybe 15 miles per gallon. 4.9. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The 540 was a whatever. But yeah. you, yeah. The point stands. Yeah, yeah. The 540 was a 4.4. Yeah. It's a e big V8. It's yeah. a big yeah. V8, and they're taxed on displacement and gas. So it makes sense that that would not be And VAT, and just the purchase price of the car is ludicrous over there because they pay 20% tax on that. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, so where we're, we're, we don't. So we, we, should, we should be grateful for that, too, because the U.S., like we, going back to the end of this conversation, the U.S. in New York City is about to introduce its first congestion charge, right? Which yeah. is the beginning of that a little more twist towards Europe of um, restrictions regarding vehicles. And besides the gas guzzler are taxed, there's really been nothing that's restricted us from getting what we want, how we want it, right? And I think that, you know, the Hellcat's become the swan song of that, but, you know, 
there's in that in many ways makes New York and America unique in its car culture, right? Because you're able to get whatever. I you think want. it's overdue, though, and I think in part unfortunately, of it's but the right. traffic yeah. is ridiculous in New York, oh, especially the fact that there should be more of a clamp down on Ubers. We don't need so many damn Ubers because we have a, a functional train and bus system. I have a lot of yeah. that, that's a whole other podcast, right? Yeah, that's right. right. But yeah. never mind yeah. that. In, in another sense, there's, there's no parking permits. You can park anywhere you want. Great right. point. Right. Right. Great point. New, New York City parking is very free. Right. It's very right. free. You do have to move it sometimes twice a week, sometimes once a week. Depends where you live. Yeah. But you can have, you know, and there are people in my neighborhood that I know have a couple cool cars. Yeah, the they line them up next to each other. Yeah, yeah. And they move them all at once. And, like, that's really cool. <laughs> Get but the family together. It's a family well, yeah, That is a myth. We, we, we were talking about myths and realities in New York car culture. One of the big myths is that parking in New York, very expensive. And I remember when I lived in Boston, I traveled down to New York. I was like, oh, well, I have to just park my car in a garage. And it, overnight, it's like $45, $50. And, I, and monthly, I look at the monthly where it's up to $1,000, $1,200. I thought that was a reality. And it turns out, actually, no, as you said, you know, it's, it's free. It's free. I've had, I've had a car here and in Boston. And it's are, you know, parking-wise, much easier here. Like, I it live, is. I live to, it is. you know, I don't Boston know. Boston is crazy. You're from the geography of Boston, but I lived in Brooklyn, and I kept my car and walked down. Wow, wow, wow. Brookline specifically is impossible to park so, in. Yeah. I, I live in Brookline right now, yeah. right? And I, I have two parking spots. I've got one in Brookline and one in Cambridge. I've got um, my... Big baller. I know, but it's, <laughs> I've gotten good deals on them. But it's like, you know, I was looking at going out. I was trying, I was actually looking at garages in Needham, right? And, yeah. and, really and because like, they're, 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 yeah. But, but I pay, I mean, just to give a record, I pay over, you know, $350 a month mm-hmm. to park two cars in two different individuals or spots per month. Because that's what, I guess that's what's important, right? That's what I spend yeah. my money on. Right, but right. It, it, it shows like, I could have the same, I could, I could have, it'd be cheaper here, right? And I think that's, that's what's crazy. For sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, having having multiple cars in New York City is hard, but yeah. I think, well, so, I mean, I yeah, the street parking situation is kind of wild because there are no restrictions other than you can't park here for this one hour or two hours out of a week. They just and want to make sure cars don't get in. And frankly, in a lot of neighborhoods, it's not very heavily enforced. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge... Outer boroughs, forget it. Yeah. Well, there's a huge amount of people who are taking off their plates and blocking their VIN so that they can't get ticketed or towed. And, that, I mean, that's a big thing. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot of cars in Europe that really never move on the street. They just right. sit there. And, yeah. And if you have a four-year-old car, you don't have to use it all the time. You just right. I mean, I've seen people move their car across the street by hand. <laughs> like, one person's in steering... Or even the guys like pushing, steering with one hand and then pushing on wow. the door jam. For alternate side parking? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. They workout. push it over to the other side of the street and it sits double parked for an hour and a half and they push it back. And, like, you know, if your car doesn't. I mean, these Citroens that we were talking about are on blocks. Like, they're literally, <laughs> they have wood supporting the rear suspension. And that's in the middle of Manhattan. And, that's, yeah, and, and that is in the no. middle of Manhattan. I will, I, will, I will make it a life's mission to meet the Citroen people. Well, we we'd like to have them on. We yeah. gotta find the Citroen people. Well, Citroen people. Out, they're very weird, and it's just gonna be a bad episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if they yeah. eat, you know, if they eat copper wiring, like maybe we don't have them on. But you know, yeah, yeah. anyway. I'm surprised, and I'm curious for everyone's thoughts on this. I'm always surprised by the number of big vehicles that I see yeah. in New York City. Yeah. Like, 
Like, for example. It was really weird to me when I moved to my neighborhood and there are not one but two Hummer H2s wow. in my neighborhood. People love Hummer. Oh, 04 Rich, your Escalades, neighborhood. Watch out. Lincoln Navigators, Tahoes, like big, large vehicles that seem like they would be a pain in the ass. And that, getting back to your point on the congestion charge, Ooh. I don't understand why a 6,000 pound Chevy Tahoe congestion charge is the same cost as my 2,500 pound Mini Cooper. No, I think it's like proposed $15 for like regular sedan. I mean, they still haven't figured out how to read dollars or is it the SUV? I think it might be based on if it's a no, it's I thought it was all commercial versus passenger. I thought it was no. I thought it was yeah, commercial versus oh, okay. passenger and, and number of axles. It sounds like we got to get this. No, I know. It's it it also weekends and weekdays. Also, I'm, different I'm still causing. Like I know I'm still causing traffic in my Mini Cooper if I drive it into Manhattan. But I take up half the parking space of you know a suburban. Yeah, it should be for us to charge. I think and I'm way less wear on the bridges. I think it so. speaks more to American culture than it does to New York City culture. Like. Americans love big cars. They, they, you know, you know, my people in my family say, "I need a big car," so I, I, but they just take their kids to, you know, to soccer practice, and they don't, they have, you know, they don't need it. But for that one event where you pack everyone in the car and you drive across the country, they want to make sure they have the space. I call it rationalizing up. It's a big yeah. part of the American psyche. Yeah. It's like why you buy a house bigger than you need because it's once a year you're more than the four hundred five in LA. Yeah, more than yeah, exactly, and that's the same deal. Which is proven and, not to fix. And I think that. that's why like people are still. Yeah. That's why people do drive their Tahoes and Suburbs in the cities because they go, well, if I'm gonna go up to Vermont and go skiing. I want, but instead they could have a Mini Cooper, and then if they need to, they could use that thousands of leftover dollars and just rent a suburban. It's called right? renting. Yeah. It's called yeah, and like right. a, like my brother owned a Porsche Cayman for two years. That was his only car. Right? Yeah, he lived. He lived in New Orleans. Right? Am I your brother? Yeah, yeah. but he, you know, <laughs> I don't wow. think so. We're making but, missed connections. Yeah, but the point the point is with that is like if yeah. you need to go do something, you either borrow Maddox a station wagon, or you, yeah. which he yeah. does, right? Yeah, yeah. Or Will, you will moved partially with my station yeah. wagon. Yeah, or you spend twenty bucks on a U-Haul, right? And then you can continue to enjoy your fun car. And I think yeah. that's what people in the U.S. miss out on a lot is like you know you really only need a sedan to get your family around. 90% of the time, right? I mean, my Mini Cooper is, like, perfect for 90% of my driving. Oh, it was, it was fantastic, yes. Other than the yeah. fact that the suspension is made out of rocks. Yeah. That's okay. great. You get a rocks? Club, yeah, you get, you get a, well, a Clubman, right? Or you get a, um, the, a, one of the lifted minis. The, the Countryman. The Countryman. Countryman. Yeah, Countryman. And then you're fine. Yeah. I do think that's a big thing about having a car here, though, is, you know, a lot of people do have, like, it's a tool for a lot of people, and it's yeah. whatever. Maybe you have a couple kids. Maybe you have a really big dog. You got to take it to the vet. Like, yeah. right. You can't really throw that, you can't take them on the subway. You no. can't, a lot of Ubers won't take them. So it's like you have this big thing and you leave it around until you need it. Yeah. And, you know, that's And that's, I mean, wagons are really popular here. I yeah, think yeah. that's part yeah. of it. Hatchbacks too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, yeah. A lot of minis, a lot of GTIs, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Speaking of large cars and also cars that we see a lot of in New York, I find Toyota Land Cruisers are very mm-hmm. popular mm-hmm. Uh, in, in New York City. For example, uh, in, in Brooklyn, I see a lot of the LC, what, 200s are they? I, I don't know. So what the 200 is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I think the 100 series was like the early 2000s and the. 98, 98 to. Uh, yeah. But I see a lot of them. The yeah, seven. I see a lot of different generations. Yeah. Everything from 80 series on, yeah, we yeah, see it's them. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I mean, those cars are overbuilt, and you kind of need a car that's overbuilt for New York City roads, whether it's a Volvo or a Land Cruiser. I still maintain I still maintain New York City roads are better than Boston's oh, by yeah. a country mile. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Boston's uh, potholes are, like, deeper. I've yeah, the ruts are worse. They're, they're just the yeah. rail tracks, the... Yeah, well, it's older city, right? I mean, like, you go to Beacon Hill, it's cobblestone. The, the streets are tight. I mean, th- there's that in Manhattan, too. Like, you go down to the financial district, and it's tight. One way, but it's pretty smooth down there. There's, you can get a... You can get a... You could get a toddler around those corners, right? But in, in Boston, like, it's just, like... It's rough. And I mean, that speaks to the new England weather. That's why these cars aren't out from April... From November to April, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Much worse. So, anyway... So, that's... I don't know. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I guess we're wondering like what we would like to see more of in yeah. New York City car culture. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more cooperation between drivers and cyclists. Ooh, that's I would like one. to see that relationship become less adversarial because I feel like so many times... But what if I want to throw a burrito out my window at you? Well, there's, there's, there's so much. <laughs> pick it up and I will eat it. Sounds like a personal experience. Yeah. No. There is really a perception that, like, New York is not made for cars. And unfortunately, a lot of parts of it in the outer boroughs are really made for cars without any thought to, like, other modes of get. Like, I'm thinking of places where there's, like, four. I need to cross four lanes of traffic, six, eight lanes of traffic on my bike. And people drive so impatiently. So I would just like to see a little bit more understanding, a little less yeah. kind of... It's a tough one. And, and Maddox and I biked here. We're, we're recording this in Manhattan. We biked from Brooklyn. And we had a couple run-ins on the way here. And it, it should be a lot easier. So I think my take would be infrastructure, I think, for both cars and pedestrians. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of work to do there. That could be a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think I think that's it. Is there, there's room for everyone. And I think, you know, we, we do a decent job. But there's, there's room for Totally. I, I have, this is not a really serious one because I couldn't think of anything on the spot. No, tell me. But when we say New York City car culture, the reality is that, especially in Manhattan, right, uh, most of the cars are taxis or Ubers. And especially with the Ubers, we've seen a lot of Toyota BZ4Xs. And I would like to implore to our Please Uber stop drivers, buying them. There are other electric cars than Toyota BZ4X. For example, you could get the Subaru Solterra. Yeah. Which is... If you want to be a little more unique, you can get a Subaru Solterra. And number one, I'm sorry to stop buying the worst EV on sale. There are other good EVs. The Hyundai, the Hyundai Ionic 5. It's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, hey, have fun. you guys heard of the Honda Prologue and the, uh, the mm, Chevy yeah. Blazer? You mean the Shivanda? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Or the heavy? Is that what it would it just be called? The heavy? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, so. I, know, I, I know that wasn't really a serious one. But yeah. 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 Actually, I would like to see like a Indy 500 of like NYC cabbies versus Ubers in like a closed course in the Navy Yard. Yeah. I that mean, I would love to see. But get like the 10 most crazy yellow cab drivers. The, cab, the cabbies would win. They're way scrappier. Yeah. The Ubers, half the time, they can't even find where they're going. They're going 10 miles an hour yeah, down a block, like slow. weaving Fine. from side to Ubers side. Ubers versus Lyft. I yeah. want to see them oh, duke that's it gonna out. going to be the slowest race ever. Yeah, I want to see them duke it out. And then they're going to leave their door open for like 10 minutes at the end. So yeah, the, the challenge person, is, can you get around this double-parked Uber with the door open for 20 minutes? I, th- I think, well, for me, I think for New York City car culture, there's, there's two things that I'd like to see. One is way far-fetched, and one I think is, is a reality. The sure. first one is... 
is I, I would really like to see some sort of official race come to the New York City area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's never there's been talks of an F1 race in this area. There's been talks of Indy racing in this area. We have um, Formula E. We have Formula E. Yeah, yeah, but we, exactly like, and I think that that would be a great addition to the to the, um, the New York City car culture is having some sort of professional racing series come through New York City itself, not like MetLife Stadium, but technically New York City, but you know New York City. And and the um the other piece of this is that I would hope that people who have you know have not been interested into the cars take what we've said about um, you know being able to expand your your car culture by getting something interesting right so you can get something colorful like Will's talks always talks about or getting something that that's weird because you only need one car right so you can narrow down on what you actually need and hopefully enjoy it more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I have a question about the New York F one uh, oh, race in general sure because yes. maybe then how would you design the ideal Course in New York because it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's know. tough. Yeah, you gotta you do the easy. Afro Duck Mega Lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one yeah. lap of Mega. Oh. You should explain that because I'm guessing so, most people don't know. If that. you guys don't remember, about ten years ago, a Canadian citizen who went by the name of Afro Duck set a lap record of Manhattan in a BMW Z4. Uh, convertible. So it was covered by Jalopnik, and he actually got arrested and deported for. <laughs> for apparently, Alex Roy also set a record of uh, around the la- around Manhattan, but apparently never like publicized it. He so claims he did. Just driving along the outskirts of Manhattan. Yeah, right? the yeah. Highway, that's that's where the West Side Highway to the F- to the Battery. Uh, no, sorry, I think it was. I think I you think gotta was... include the Battery Tunnel, and then that like hill. I don't know what his start stop was. I think it was. I want to say. A, a, North somewhere, I'm not. I thought he started. Oh, no, so I think he started the cloisters, maybe went down through the battery tunnel, went up. Did he run red lights on that? Yeah, no, no, he didn't run red lights, he stopped at the red lights all all on the west side. Yeah, that's right. So, maybe to explain to our listeners, is on on the east end of Manhattan Island is the FDR drive, and that is like a a highway, I guess, Mm -hmm. no traffic lights or whatever. But on the west side, the west side highway, west side highway, it's it's a lot of traffic lights. Afro Duck's real name, Adam Tang. Ah. Anyway, not what I was thinking. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, I think the, the challenge of driving, especially on the FDR drive, is it's very narrow. I, I feel that just anecdotally, the lanes are a lot narrower than a typical U.S. road. And also the potholes. I think I, I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate that we didn't really cover the road condition in New York. I know we talked a bit about versus Boston, but... The potholes, the sewer pits, the manual covers can be really dangerous. And I feel like I'm abusing my car like half the time. I'm very, very careful. The key is in New York, the roads are usually smooth, but then you find these manhole covers that are so buried to the ground that if you carry any speed, it it will pretty much be like a pothole. Like you will get a bent wheel. Like, um, and so there's one really notorious one along the FDR, um, just around the Williamsburg Bridge area. And if you stay on the right lane, there's a bunch of these really deep manhole covers that, yeah, you, you, your wheels are toast. But they'll never fix it, it's by design. There's a lot of highways too. The drains are on the left lane. And yeah. it's a pain in the yeah. To, yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. Well, you have, yeah, you have to like basically be partially out of your lane or just have like your right wheels on the paint yeah. to avoid these. And like on, on the FDR, I my, Technique is just to stick in the middle lane. Yeah. You know, if I need to pass someone, just pass and get back over, and just do like fifty in the middle lane because yeah. I've had way too much. Like 
there's a part in, in the left lane where you're like rocking basically because right, right, right. yeah, the yeah. pavement's undulating like right. underneath the UN. Yeah. So you end up memorizing like where all those road imperfections are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's definitely taking up space in my brain that could be used for something way more useful. Well, even like when you're driving, but I, I find myself not looking just at the front, but I'm kind of looking in between that as well because I want to look at both the roads condition as well as the cars ahead. So maybe it's not the most safe thing to do. Ah, so to answer your question, Mr. Duck, Afro Duck, uh, started on the FDR Drive at 116th Street in Harlem and then goes down the east side through the Battery Tunnel and up the west side to the Cloisters. That's so you looped around the bottom and then yeah, you went up the yeah. bottom. Okay. I thought he crossed the GW. Uh, no. Well, not like into Jersey, but I thought because no, he had to do a, he had to do an entire lap. Probably something to that effect, drive, but, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, something to that effect. But he did it in twenty four minutes and seven seconds. Insane. That's crazy. Insane. And this was before COVID, like this yeah. is twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Okay. In the middle of the night, I think. Still, yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah, there's a whole I, thing on Jalopnik about like someone probably could have the guy then wrote like this dissertation on it. It was nuts, and then he claimed that he was being persecuted by the system. Oh my god! Except anyway, they someone could have done it during COVID, but they would have gotten multiple speed camera violations oh, on yeah. the west side. Yeah, this is pre-speed cameras. So Which, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I got. I, I don't have anything else, but thank you, gentlemen, for coming. Of course. Yeah. It's thank been a pleasure. You. To our, our first guests, uh, somehow we convinced them to join us today, and it's been a pleasure. So thank you. And we'll thank see you, you all yeah. next week. Yeah.